welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. This week on the show, I have comedian Brian Cox. Brian is the co-host of Castle Wolf and Show. Ever heard of it? Yes, you did, because I discussed it last week. It's that fun karaoke stand-up show every month in Tarzana at Theory, a vintage parlor. Brian and I this week discuss Christian science and vocal warm-up. You can find Brian on Twitter and Instagram at CryingBox, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I I have a vague idea of what it is, and for people that don't know, just rundown of how it's different from like Catholicism or Protestant. Uh, oh, in in so many ways. Um, well, I should also start by saying that growing up as a Christian scientist, the most common question was, "Is that like Scientology?" No, it's not even a little bit. Completely different. Yeah. So the idea of Christian Science is that uh, it, it's like, what would Jesus do? The religion. Mm-hmm. The big idea is that. God made everything. God is good. Everything he made is a part of God. Therefore, there's no such thing as bad things. Injuries don't exist. Sicknesses don't exist. Whoa. Yeah, like you can, the idea is like you don't go to a doctor. You pray until you're better. And you like vehemently assert that like, no, I'm not sick because like God doesn't create illnesses. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is I guess I had no idea what it meant. Oh, yeah. No, it's like one of the crazier ones. It it gets called a cult a lot, Holy which I get. <laughs> that sounds like, uh, to me, that just sounds like Jehovah's Witness, but like on steroids. Is that... Kind of, except kinda? we like we don't like proselytize or anything like that. There's yeah. no door-to-door. Because like, that's the thing is like, one end of it is batshit. It's that thing of like, instead of a doctor, you talk to a practitioner, mm-hmm. which is like... Some Christian scientists who you don't know, they talk to you on the phone, and they just talk about how you're God's perfect creation, and you're fine. Your leg isn't broken until, like, it's not broken anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, like, and there's something to it. There is some mind over matter stuff that's been proven to work, but probably not broken legs. I think that's that's another level. But then, you know, on the less crazy side of it, like... If there's no evil, that also means there's no hell, Mm -hmm. which means we weren't, like, we find out you're gay and we're like, okay, God loves you and we love you. Like, just no matter who you are, we love you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like the only person I know of who has this story that, like, I left the church, you know, I said, hey guys, I'm sorry, but uh, I just, I lost the faith. I don't believe in Mm -hmm. anymore. I'm sorry. And then they went, well, Brian, come on. You grew up around us. You're like, family, you heard our lessons, you're a nice person, we love you. Mm-hmm. And that was it, just a, we love you, and that's okay. Just super accepting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, like, I don't think I know anyone else than, like, a Christian sect who has that story. Yeah. Like, that's a very Jewish thing, I think, to have happen. Yeah. Well, depending on, like, you know, what, what type. I'm sure, like, Hasidic Jews are like, eh, you're gonna, like... Burn. Yeah, yeah, Even that's though they don't sure. believe in hell either, I don't think. No, no, they don't, which is a detail that... It's weird that I didn't know that until recently. That feels like a thing I should have <laughs> caught on to earlier. Like, oh, you guys are kind of like me, mm-hmm. except I believe in that Jesus guy and you don't. It's okay that you don't. I, he still loves you and we still love you. He was a Jew, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so interesting. What, yeah. um... So how do people, like, become members, just, like, um, friends? Because if, if there's no proselytizing. Yeah, you just kind of have to be interested in your own. It's, like, a very much a word-of-mouth thing. And then, you know, you start going. And after you've been going to a church for two years, you're allowed to apply for official membership. Because it all, like, kind of goes into, like, there is a head church mm-hmm. in D.C., 
But then past that, like everything's very autonomous. Like mm-hmm. there's no, there's no pastor or bishop or priest or anything like that. We just every two years we vote for a new reader. And the reader. Re- yeah, and the reader's job is um, once a week. You know, we get a new lesson in from the mother church. And then, you know, they're allowed to throw in, like, some other passages that they think also relate if they want, but that's it. There's no, like, now, if you kids were hearing what that what the J-man was just saying here, I think we can all agree that whatever lesson I want to spin in my way, none of that, you just read. Uh-huh. That's it. There's no authority figure. Wow. Because, like, how can one human have more authority over another human yeah. to know what God is? So, like... Yeah, it's like it's it's a weird one because it's a I have such a soft spot for it because it's like the least hateful religion I know of other than Buddhism. But there is that shit of like, oh yeah, if you believe this too hard, you could just die of cancer because you <laughs> didn't go to a doctor. Yeah, yeah, like are basically hospitals just like no no. Yeah, I mean they don't no no places. What am I fucking child? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like yes and no. Like no one's gonna call you out if you go. But they're not keen on it. Yeah. Like, they were fine with the fact that I had braces. They they justified it at me by saying, like, oh, that's, like, a mechanical thing. Like, it's, like, it's aesthetics. It's fine. You can have braces, kid. So, like, that, I'm glad that they didn't, like, shun me for that. Right. But, yeah, there for sure was a bit of that. Of, like, just, we're not going to call you out, but uh, you really... For sure, don't be, like, talking about all the medication yeah. you take in here. Very much, like, use your best judgment. Yeah. And people didn't always. Like, there was, there's been a long string of, like, they had to, like, go to court to say that, like, okay, Christian science is no longer an excuse mm-hmm. if your kid dies. Because a lot of children were dying in that religion because they weren't being brought to doctors when yeah. they needed to be. Holy shit. Yeah. So it's uh, conflicting feelings. There's definitely some reasons I left. It's actually why Jim Henson died. Oh, really? Yeah, Jim Henson was a Christian scientist. And he left the faith, and he just refused to go to a doctor after. Wow. Which, uh, I mean, I don't really go to doctors often either, Mm because, like, now it's just like, well, I haven't gone most of my life. I'm pretty sure if I talk to one, he's going to be like, yeah, you're, like, 20 kinds of sick. (laughs) Uh, There's nothing we can do for you. You're going to die in two weeks. Oh, I just wish I didn't know then. Oh, shit. (laughs) So, oh, my God. So were you a Christian scientist from, like, birth until whatever age? No, I, st- I became a Christian scientist when I was, um, like, six or seven. Mm-hmm. And it lasted until I was 15 or 16. Okay. And then, like, I still went to the church, and I just didn't tell anyone that, like, no, I'm not, uh, I don't believe in this anymore. Just kind of sat there and politely nodded my head, everything. And, uh, you know, still tried to apply a lot of stuff, like, a lot of the stuff that they taught me to my life. Um, like, I'm definitely weird with, like, a lot of medical stuff because of it. Like, I'm bizarrely unflinching when mm-hmm. it comes to, like, if something gets stuck under my skin. Like, I work in a machine shop, so that's going to happen sometimes. Like, unflinching. I can just do surgery on myself. I can just detach and be like, yeah, whatever. It's a body. Who cares? Wow. Because, like, I just grew up with that mindset. So, yeah. like, to me, it's not weird. Yeah. To, yeah, to them, like, the, the soul and, like... Yeah, like, matter like, doesn't exist. Exactly. That's, like, one of the tenets of it. It's a state of mind, according Holy to shit. that. I bet that Christian scientists have to be, like, the best at, like, dealing with the concept of death of, like, anybody. Yes. And no. 
Uh, no. Yes, in general, and that, like, yeah, it's just heaven, God loves us all. Like, even Hitler made it there. But by the time he gets to heaven, Hitler looks back on his life and goes, oh, man, I was really shitty. And then God's like, yeah, you kind of were, but it's okay, bud. You sent them all straight to heaven. So, like, after you were done being awful, they just got, like, the best vacation ever. <laughs> so, like, there is, like, that kind of optimism. But then the flip of that is, like, a lot of people, when they lose faith, like, they have that period where they're constantly freaking out, going, like, oh, God, I have to die one day. I'm not an immortal. There's no after... Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, when you're a Christian scientist and you lose your faith, you get that nice little slice of existential dread coupled with, oh, and it turns out evil does exist, too. Oh, I can also get hurt, and like, for real. And people are evil sometimes. Oh, no. So it's, like, not... Like, the veil is, like, ripped from your eyes. Yeah, just, like, all of it. Wow. So, yeah, it's, like, the... It's so extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I mean, they're... Yeah, that's that's bizarre. Like, and... Our, our, like, birthdays and all that kind of stuff still part yeah. of it? Yeah, okay. we still have birthdays. Yeah. We, um, trying to think if there's anything unusual that we really have. Is um, Christmas any different? No. Mm-hmm. No, Chris, Christmas is about the same. I mean, uh, I think they're about the same as any other church, and they try and be a little preachy with you. Like, guys, it's not about the presents, though. You get that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think Easter is treated like a little bit of a bigger deal. Yeah. Um, but even then, I just feel like that's true. I don't think that actually is true. Because, like, we don't really have many, like, special services. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that left me feeling, like, hesitant about, like, should I talk about this on a show? Because the weird stuff aside, one of the defining things about Christian science is the kind of lack of tradition compared to other mm-hmm. sects. You know, because, like, we... Like tithing, for example, um, in most churches, it's like you have to give a certain amount of your income, you know, not necessarily for your ticket to heaven, but like that kind of feeling is kind of put upon it. Whereas with ours, it's just like, hey, guys, um, so, you know, we run this church by ourselves. Um, If you could like kick in some money so we don't get shut down, that'd be great. If you can't, that's okay too. And like that was it. There was no guilt or anything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was a. it was a weird one. I just realized I've never talked about it at length for yeah. <laughs> since since I was like much younger. Are there like Christian Science camps? Yes, but I never went to one. And uh, but from what I understand, it's almost the same as any other camp, yeah. really. You know, it's like you know archery, horse activities riding, plus you know. like studies about whatever. Yeah, I bet the counselors get very excited like whenever like a kid like accidentally like falls off a horse or does something like that. So you can be like, all right, kids, watch. Timmy, you're fine. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with you. Guys, let's gather around him. Timmy, <laughs> nothing's wrong. God wouldn't hurt you. Is that Did you what really fall off this horse? Like, it depends on who you met. Like, yeah. some are, like with anything, they have you know varying degrees of bedside manner. Mm-hmm. It could be a, well, that's stupid because, like, you're not hurt. Yeah. There's no such thing as being hurt. That's dumb. And then there are others who are like, well, I can understand how you'd feel that way, but, you know, consider how much God loves you and how, you know, like, mm-hmm. there's there's degrees, but at the core, it is that same message of, yeah, nothing's wrong. Yeah. Do you still keep in touch with, like, anyone from the church that you grew up with? 
Uh, yeah, actually, I'm still friends with uh, my Sunday school teacher on Facebook. Oh, neat. And every now and then I get shocked when he likes one of my jokes on <laughs> Facebook because I remember like, oh, man, you see all the other weird shit that I post. Yeah. I'm glad you thought that was funny. I'm sorry I made a bunch of jokes about Sonic the Hedgehog porn. <laughs> sorry. That's so funny. Well, yeah, I mean, that's also kind of got to be an interesting thing, like sex in that... that um whatever you call it, the branch of Christianity. Yeah. Because if everything is good, is premarital sex, like, not that big of a deal, or is it not really talked about? It's, it's still breaking a commandment. It is. It's still... Oh, okay, so... It's still considered, like, adultery. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, like, that's... That is also part of it, is, like, there were... In addition to, like, no medicine, you're not allowed to drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. No caffeine. Don't smoke. Don't do any drugs. Like, don't do anything. You're... It's straight edge, essentially. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, and that did apply to sex. Like, I don't think they had any, like, particularly strong views about, like, just general post-marriage sex. Mm -hmm. They weren't, like, trying to ban condoms or anything. Man, LaCroix gets me all burpy. Yeah, it's very bubbly. (laughs) Uh, I'm switching to this regular water now. Sorry I keep burping into the mic, audience at home. Um, But, yeah, they're not, like, going out banning condoms, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, don't do the premarital thing. That's not... Good. We don't have a punishment for you, but, like, don't do that. Yeah. Just, like, we don't think you're going to hell if you murder, but, like, don't do a murder, please. Don't do a murder, please. <laughs> but I'm sending someone to heaven. Was, were there any, <laughs> Were there any like, um, that's so interesting. There, I feel like there's just got to be so many gray areas where people are just like, well, like, I bet that's just, like, what goes through people's minds mm-hmm. so much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was... Well, that's a funny thing, too, is, like, my mom learned the hard way that, like, there are certain things that, like, she couldn't talk about in the church. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, she and I are both, like, really fascinated by, like, the, the lost books of the Bible. Okay. Like, uh, for example, the book of Judas mm-hmm. is super interesting, and I think it makes more sense than a lot of stuff. Because in the book of Judas, the, the central idea is that Judas is one of Jesus's like, favorite disciples. Mm-hmm. And one day Jesus approaches him and says, hey, listen, I need you to turn me in. Well, I don't want to do it. No, no, If you turn me in, they're going to crucify me, and then I can do the resurrection. That is the miracle that is going to matter. That is how I prove myself. And if you turn me in, I will teach you things that I haven't taught the others. So Jesus does, and Jesus tells him about how, like, in heaven there's, like, it's... It's like a like a mansion with many different levels, and just like the better you are, you the more access to all of it you have. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like Mother Teresa, you can go up to the penthouse suite and the lobby. Whereas if you're Hitler, like you can hang in the lobby and like the and like the pool or whatever, but you can't go up to the penthouse suite. That's very interesting. So that's and this like, is a, this is supposedly in the lost book. Of yeah, the Bible. yeah. And so then, like the day after he turns in Jesus, Judas hangs himself. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you get that story, it's like, oh yeah, he heard about how sweet heaven was, and he's like, yeah, I'm not sticking around. Heaven sounds tight. Bye, yeah. guys. And that's like a he's way kind of a more hero. interesting story than anything in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> aside like, from the Solomon cutting the baby in half, but oh well, that's just a classic. <laughs> Turn a classic a movie Bible right classic. there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I think it also just makes more sense. But I get why they would like kind of ban it because how do you scare people into joining your church if yeah. you can't you know hold hell over them? Right. Exactly. So, so you know that's also part of it. 
that's the weird thing too is like growing Christian science and not believing in hell didn't change the fact that once when I was five I went to like a Catholic church and this random priest or whatever they have in Catholic churches mm-hmm. uh, he, he says uh, if you have committed one sin that is not confessed before you die you will go to hell mm-hmm. and I'm five years old and that's the scariest shit that you could yeah. ever say to me so even, like, despite not really believing in hell, still grew up feeling terrified of it because it's like, well, I don't know, all the other guys seem to believe that that's a thing. What if we're wrong bad. about this? <laughs> so do Christian scientists believe, like, in the devil if there's no hell? No. No? No. In fact, we think the idea is stupid because it's like everyone talks about the devil as if he's, like, an equal to God. Exactly, but like, yeah. He's a fallen angel. Why the fuck would he pose a threat to God? He's a thing that God made. Yeah. You know? Unless you like the, there are some people who like to say like, well, no, no, the devil isn't really God's enemy. He's like kind of working for God. He's like doing like the gross, like hurt people stuff that God doesn't want to do anymore. Fine. I'll accept that theory. But then why is he always trying to tempt us? Isn't he also on the good team? What's yeah. Then God's just an messages? asshole. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I could go on for a while about why I think God's an asshole, but that's yeah, not the but point then, of this episode. That would, <laughs> we would just be like a really long our atheism post. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I'm sorry if you get like a bunch of hate mail because of this episode. Oh, Christian scientists, I still mostly love you. Just you have some ideas that are a little frightening. Fucking tweet at me. I'll like block all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Show yourself. <laughs> that's so yeah, that's so interesting. I guess I didn't really know anything about Christian scientists. Yeah, people really do. They they just go like, "Oh, I've heard of that." Yeah. But then like otherwise yeah, they'll make they'll just assume it's similar to some other mm-hmm. sect, or they'll make the weird leap of it's like science, it's like Christianity except also Xenu, probably. It's like, like no, no not it's even like, a little. They just contain similar words. They're not anything. Yeah, yeah. Because the reason it was called Christian Science is that you know science is the practice of you know doing something over and over with the same results. You know, and our thing was that like we can heal like down to a science. Mm-hmm. You know, by having this belief. Interesting. Because, like, it was all kind of inspired by the fact that Jesus once said, you know, these things that I do, you can also do. He's feeling very lazy Susian that day. Is but, Christian <laughs> science worldwide, or is it mostly just in America? Um, I mean, it's, it's worldwide, but, like, on a very limited scale. Mm-hmm. It never made it huge. Uh, I mean, just like, my church has, like, 30 people in it, so. Oh, okay. For the whole town? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, So you guys yeah. were really close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not kidding when I say that, like, they were, like, a family to me. Like, mm-hmm. I knew all the members by name, and the Sunday school church was just me and the teacher, one-on-one. Yeah. And also, that teacher would go on to teach me about punk music. That's so neat. Got into <laughs> What a weird way to learn about TSOL. Did, well, did he know that you'd be leaving the church one day? Mm-hmm. Although, I'm sure he's, I mean, depending on how long he's been doing it, just probably had other people. Yeah, well, it's, uh... Yeah, he's he's a funny guy in that way because he would also like show me a lot of like very like a lot of songs that were very like critical uh-huh. of organized religion in general. So I think that's also part of why he doesn't mind the fact that I lost the faith because he's just like yeah whatever he's a nice guy it doesn't matter yeah exactly he's, he's not out there murdering <laughs> not out there murdering always like being very preachy on Facebook about how we all need to be nicer to each other yeah whatever kid's fine. <laughs> That's super cool, though. I definitely want to do, like, more independent research on Christian science. Oh, tell me, before we move on, tell me about, like, 
because you mentioned like there's steps to become like an actual member of the church. Mm -hmm. What does that entail? Okay, so um, you have to be a you have to like go to a church for two years, and then you can become a member of that church, but you can't technically be a full like card carrying member of Christian Science until you've not only joined your church but you have to join the mother church and you can just do that by like writing in mm -hmm. and that, I don't know too much more uh, too much more about it I know that like once you're a member you're kind of obligated to go to like committee meetings where oh, wow. you guys decide you're not like changing the faith it's more just stuff like what color are we going to paint the walls in this room <laughs> it's a lot like those kinds of yeah. things but you have to now become like active in like that kind of decision making mm -hmm. But to my knowledge, that's basically it, is, like, go for two years and show an active interest in, like, being a member. And then I think you fill out some paperwork. And, like, joining, it's, there's no, like, and that's it. Now you're a Christian scientist. It's just now you're a member of this church. Yeah. Interesting. It's much more infrastructure-based. Yeah, it seems, like, very more, like, process-oriented than other yeah. confirmation kind of things. Cause yeah, like, it's very bureaucratic. Yeah, because, like, in Catholicism, I never did my confirmation, but there was, like, all these classes you had to take. You had to go on this retreat, and then there was a whole ceremony, and I'm just like, I don't want to do any of that. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, and likewise, like, we didn't have, like, the Eucharist. Like, you don't mm -hmm. you do not do the, the whole wine and bread thing either because yeah. to us that was just, again, a thing. Like, you guys, like, read that, right? It was, it was a story. It wasn't literally as... His blood is wine. You're not doing anything by doing that. Just guys, we're God's children. We don't need to eat a wafer to prove that. Okay. So was it more like taking the Bible metaphorically rather than literally like some? At times, yeah. Like I remember one time. Uh, I think it wasn't even the the teacher I was talking about, the one who got me into punk. It was uh, for a while. I had this old lady who was my teacher. Her name was. Uh, Nancy, I want to say. And she was like in her 70s, and we were talking about Jonah and the whale. And halfway through the story, she looks at me and goes, so by the way, this part, you know, Jonah's been living in the belly of this whale for three days. And like, you do know at the Bible, they loved like their poetry. <laughs> you know, they love to, for sure, there probably wasn't a guy in the belly of a whale for three days. Let's not take this too literally, uh -huh. kid. Like, they would tell me that all the yeah. time. It's like, that's probably not true, by the way. Which, like, cool, I'm glad they can just recognize that, like, yeah, the Bible's great from, like, a teaching you, like, morals kind of way, like Aesop's fables. Like, yeah. I don't think there was a talking fox that was craving grapes, and I don't think that a guy lived in the belly of a whale for three days. But I learned, don't be greedy. That's what you wanted me to get from it. Got it. Wow, that's so interesting. I feel like Christian science is, like... Catholicism's like cool hippie weird uncle. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> like it's without like the drugs, but yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's almost like you didn't even need the drugs because like you already had this like Buddhist perspective. Like matter doesn't even exist, man. Yeah, this is all construct of your head, man. Like <laughs> you don't even need drugs. You already have like a drug mentality. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm sure you're pain sensors are working over or like your dopamine sensors are working overtime because of all like the, the broken bones and shit yeah yeah for sure <laughs> build up a high pain tolerance mm -hmm. oh that's super <laughs> cool yeah i definitely want to like know more i'm like when was this founded who did this oh mary baker Eddy is the founder okay uh was founded in late 1800s in fact oh, wow she mark twain wrote a story about chris he actually has a book called christian science because uh he thought it was fascinating, even though he like constantly was really shitty to Mary Baker Eddy. Uh -huh. 
Well, because, like, Mark Twain, bit of an asshole. He was an ass. <laughs> like, well, uh, brilliant, but an ass. Yeah, so, like, he wrote this story that, like, about, um, like, falling down a mountain and breaking almost every bone in your body, but it's in this podunk nowhere town, so he's like, well, I need a doctor. Well, we don't really have a doctor. We have, like, a vet, but he's out right He's out right now. Again, I'm sorry, audience. I'm going to keep burping. <laughs> I've just accepted it. Um, but we have this Christian science practitioner. But uh, she says she can't really make it right now, so she's just gonna, she wanted us to let you know, like, uh, you're fine. Nothing's wrong with you. What? You can't. Uh, did you tell her that I fell off a cliff? Yeah. And that I landed on rocks? Yeah. And that I bounced and then hit more rocks? Yeah. And then I bounced and then I land on the next thing of rocks so hard that the rocks broke. Yeah, she knows. She'll let her know that nothing's wrong. She knows that this is about healing me and not the rocks, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what she told me to tell you. Okay, well, can I get, like, some food or some drinks or something while I wait for her to show up? No, she said that you don't need those either. <laughs> and then she shows up and, like, gives him this whole lecture about how, like, God can't create bad things and... Like, yeah, all his bones end up snapping back into place, like, painfully the whole time. But they snap back into place and gets healed. And at the end of it, like, Mark Twain's, like, kind of making fun of it, but kind of seems to be in reference of it. And, like, I was reading about today, people still can't figure out, like, was he, like, super into this? Or was he being super tongue-in-cheek? Because sometimes it's hard to tell if he loves something or if he's being sarcastic. Exactly. Early so, troll. Yeah. So that, that'll that give you, like, a vague time frame of when it was. Like, I don't remember the exact year, but... Right around yes. them, them uh, whatever, Mark, Tom Sawyer and... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to say Puddinghead Wilson. That was a good book. Did you ever read that one? No, and I feel like you just made up a name at <laughs> No, I swear it's a real book. I had to read it for <laughs> school. <laughs> okay, I'm sure. <laughs> it was short, but it was actually pretty good. Okay. I just love the name Puddinghead Wilson. <laughs> Well, yeah, that name's so silly that that's what made me go, like, that. you're messing with me, right? <laughs> that sounds like it would be a word in a vocal warm-up. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> There's found, your transition. Found the thread. So so you do the, I mean, because you, you also play in bands, you sing in bands. Mm-hmm. You've That's, like, I'm sure where this all started, right? Um, a little bit, yeah. Uh, actually, no, it, it started with acting. Uh-huh. Um, did you do I, theater in high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I even became president of the theater club by wow. senior year. Wow, I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I was super into it. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I, I did a little bit of vocal warms when I was like young in theater, but then I kind of stopped. Uh, really, actually, getting into stand up is what got me back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it, I will admit, was to try and counteract the fact that sometimes I would get bored before my set and then I drink too much and it's like well I can't be slurring up there okay a proper cup of coffee from a proper copper pot how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood you know like uh-huh. except I usually now it's like I know I'm going to be on stage in like two minutes and almost every time you can catch me sneak into the bathroom and I hope no one's in there and if no one's in there then I'm just like Singer doing like the mommy my momu mommy my momu mommy my momu red leather yellow leather red leather <laughs> yellow leather lemon face lion face lemon face lion face like all the <laughs> oh yeah I do like the whole thing the whole like anchorman warm up yes. uh, 
Hot pot of coffee. <laughs> Jessica Singer pointed it out to me. Uh, there's there was one that was like an outtake, one of his vocal warm-ups, and that was uh, the Human Torch was denied a bank loan. <laughs> yeah, Chris always <laughs> says that one to me. <laughs> so good. Um, I, you're so sneaky. I never see you go and do this. Oh yeah. Well, that's because I try to be sneaky, back. Yeah. Cause, like it's a super weird thing to do. Yeah. And then, like, also, if I have time, like, kind of going with, like, Jessica's thing with, like, she does power poses, I usually, like, will limber up. I'll, like, flail, like, my legs around, like, do some windmills with my arms, like, do whatever to get, like, nice and loose because maybe I'm just going to, like, talk about something with politics or I might go into some insane act out where I'm flailing around the stage. So just it's good to be ready for either. Yeah, and it also just kind of gets, like, your... Not like your blood flowing, mm-hmm. it better circulation to your brain, and uh, yeah, it makes complete sense why you would do that. Because if you're not warming up like that, you're like your body is like doesn't know what it's doing. It just like automatically wants to like hunch yeah, it on yeah. itself. Exactly, exactly. Because then like, yeah, kind of going back to like the band thing. You know, it doesn't help that um, like yeah, I make some folk music, but most of the music I make is like bullshit. I'm screaming at like the like top of my lungs, like shredding my larynx. And so it's, like, years of chain-smoking and drinking whiskey and screaming in a band. I need to do anything I can to try and at least sort of pretend that I care about my throat and the yeah. sounds that it makes. You, yeah, your voice still has, like, some of, like, that, like, young man kind of sound. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if you keep, like, screaming in bands, oh, yeah, you're just yeah. going to be, like, completely, like... <laughs> oh, I mean, it already shows, like, anytime I go into a lower register, it doesn't just get low, it, like, it gets, like, kind of shaky and smoky. Yeah. Like, and that's... I Yeah, I guess you can, like, make your voice do that, but I feel like my voice just does it a little bit too naturally when I'm not paying attention. Well, you attention. have, like, that Tom Waits kind of voice. Yeah, and that worries me, because... He sounds awesome, but I think I'm a little young to be sounding like him. <laughs> I mean, maybe he started young. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. One time in an interview, he was even asked about that. You know, how do you sound like that? You know, how do you make your voice do that? And Wade's goes, I'll tell you what, kid. Start smoking. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was like something like bad news. You gotta start smoking, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> it's like oh, okay, cool way to make it sound super cool to do that. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> it was like yeah, it does. Yeah, it really does. It it's like a pirate telling you to smoke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember I got so bummed out when I found out that Tom Waits has been sober for like over ten years. Of both, like, booze and cigarettes, uh-huh. because, like, it's still a dream of mine that one day I'll just randomly run into him, and we'll just sit, and we'll, like, drink bourbon from a flask and chain smoke, and he'll tell me about jail stories that he's making up on the spot. And now, that's not going to happen. Uh-huh. He doesn't drink or smoke anymore. I can't have that date. It's upsetting. You don't get that, Tom Waits. I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's all right. There will Is be it? others. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Um, are your vocal warm-ups for singing the same as what you do for um, um For, if I'm doing folk music, then more or less. Except I don't really do the whole, like, you know, like the hard consonant ones. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the proper cup of coffee from a proper copper pot and all that. Because with most music, it's really just like, when you're singing, what you're actually doing is you're just going, vowel, vowel, vowel. And, like, every, like like hard sound you hit is just going to be for a moment mm-hmm. every extended thing there's with the exception of some weird like tss, 
at the end of mm-hmm. things. Like, no one's doing a long T sound. Right. So you don't really have to worry about enunciating as much. Um, so it's mostly like the mommy, my momus and stuff like that. And then with um, with hardcore and with, like, s- screaming, it's more of a, if I can find, if I am, like, in the car with Alex, who is also a vocalist with me, mm-hmm. then, like, on the way... Blast the music as loud as you can and scream along. Because, like, screaming a cappella is one of the most awkward feelings on earth. You need a wall of sound behind you. <laughs> I wish we could do that on the podcast. Yeah, like, I could try, but, like, ah. Uh, it might be. Yeah, because, like. You could, like, take your microphone off. Like, do it at the end, at the very end. That's right. how we end this. <laughs> it's going to be awful. Because, like, that's the thing is that with uh, screaming, there's not really much technique to it. Right. It's really just like being like, I'm not about to be embarrassed. I'm just going to go all in even though I'm doing a ridiculous thing. Yeah. And when you have a whole bunch of noise behind you, it's like, yeah, this fits contextually. I'm not embarrassed. Yeah. And get into it. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like you would, like, don't you have to almost like prep your throat to be screaming like that? Like, you can't really just kind of go into that. Um, you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. But I don't treat my voice well. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Uh like yeah, with uh, with that I should. There there are things you can do, um, but I don't do any of them right. Um, largely because the in most in most branches of like metal and hardcore, like there is a proper way to do it where like you should be able to like feel the wind like hit like the roof of your mouth and go over that way, and you should mostly be doing it like from the diaphragm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you do that, it gets like a very clean sound that, um, to me just doesn't sound super, um, real, mm-hmm. I guess. Like it, it doesn't sound like a guy is so pissed off that he's just losing it on that. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a guy's like, if I do it this way, it'll sound tough. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, like you did a technique to do that. That's not. There's no, like, emotion behind it. Yeah, and so I usually try and throw that out the window and just, like, okay, this is going to hurt, but fuck it, just go all in. Yeah, because it's coming from a real place. And it and it will also make a different sound when you do it that way. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when you hear, like, a super high-pitched scream, that's usually a guy doing it the quote-unquote wrong way. Yeah. Uh, and that's what will make it sound, much, like, so much more insane and so much more, like, I don't know what you're saying, but I can tell that this is deeply affecting you, uh-huh. whatever it is. Interesting. I'll have to listen. I don't listen to, like, a lot of music with screaming in it, but next time I do, I'll definitely see if I can pick up on that. Yeah, there is there is definitely a thing to it. There's, there's a manufactured version versus a fuck-it-we're-doing-it-live version. Mm-hmm. Who has, like, your favorite voice in comedy, acting, and singing? Uh, and scream singing. Comedy, I'd have to go with Kyle Kinane. Mm-hmm. Um, comedy Central, Central thought so as well, since yeah. he also does the, and coming up next is whatever's. Um, Broad City. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, in regular music, I'd probably have to go with, oof, that's tough. I know it's such a loaded question because there's so many different styles. I'm going to say Adam Turla from a band called Murder by Death, who I think you'd like. Uh, their name is misleading. They sound they sound kind of like Johnny Cash, Tom Waitsey. Okay. They're named after the old 1950s movie. Mm-hmm. And like, like almost all their albums are named after like after movie stuff, too. Like Their first album was called Who Will Survive and What Will Be Left of Them, which was the tagline for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they have that kind of sound, and he's got like a good versatility to it. Uh, screaming, 
I think I'd have to go with... Oh, I don't even know her name. Um, but it's this gal. She's in a screamo band called Hiratsuken. Mm-hmm. And every now and then she'll do like uh, some clean vocals. And they'll be really deep and soulful. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, like she sounds like a... like. A caged jaguar who's just like fucking pissed. Whoa! Like, it's, uh, <laughs> is she Japanese? No, she's American. Okay, and just she's... the band has a Japanese name. Yeah, yeah. You'll find a lot of that in like underground screamo. There's a lot of bands with like names like that, and uh, I don't really know why. I guess it's because they want to feel artsy. Because mm-hmm. like underground screamo, it's that whole thing of like, yeah, we're like the we're the we're the artsy ones. We're all philosophy majors who just happen to like this. This is like the art version of grindcore. <laughs> they probably are really into anime too. A lot of them are. Yes, yeah. there's a there's a shocking amount of them who are super into anime. Like I thought it was funny. There was a long time on Facebook where I could tell you were a comedian if you had a picture of you holding a microphone. And I could tell I knew you from punk rock because for some reason your picture was either an ironic meme. Or a character from an anime. <laughs> for some reason, like, all the punk kids had anime pictures for a while. Um, any any other f- closing thoughts on vocal warm-ups? Um, no, not really. I I recommend doing them if you... Yeah, I'm going to start doing they're, them. They're um, not good for, you know, your, your clarity and, you know, being able to speak with... Um, what's that word? Uh, well-defined words. Mm-hmm. It's not alliteration. Whatever. Someone <laughs> out there is listening to this and, like, shouting at, at the... Probably. But you, you know the word, where you speak clearly. It's not good for that, but I think it's also kind of good for, like, a little bit of, like, an ego boost before you go out to you. Like, no, no, no. I just heard myself. I can say words correctly. I can say them again in front of people. Let's do this. Yeah. Well, that's also, like, a, a thing I've noticed about you. You never, like, seem really unsure of your jokes. Like, even new ones, you just kind of go up there and you, you're very matter-of-fact about them. Oh, that's good, because I never actually feel that way. You seem that way. <laughs> you're just like, Fake here's a fucking weird it. thing I'm going to talk about. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you're not like, oh, well, is that, well, I don't know. I'm just, I can't do this. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's a key. Is like, And I think that the vocal warm-ups do help in that, mm-hmm. where it's just like, what am I about to say? I might eat a bunch of shit, and this might not be funny at all, but... It's definitely not going to be funny if I don't at least pretend to believe in it. Yeah, and that's the whole thing is just, like, just pretend you like it. Just mm-hmm. Even if you're going to, like, not do this joke again, just sell it as yeah. best as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> well, take see, take us out with the, the scream warm-ups. Oh, uh, I don't have any warm-ups. Like I said, I guess I just have to go into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to move this mic away. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. One, two, three. One, two, three. That's our show. (laughs) Thank you so much, Brian.